Hi, welcome to Bear Talk and Bear Academy podcast. I'm Bear, your host, a product designer who lives and works in Auckland, New Zealand. And from today, I decided to experiment a little bit on my podcast format, which means that I want to combine some topics that I want to share in one episode, and later I can also share them separately on my video channel. So let's see how it works. Today, I have three topics to share with you. The first is about Figma and Adobe Inquirers. So this is not already a news anymore. It was announced a few、uh, a few weeks ago, and which was a bomb on design community. But I have some thoughts about that, and would like to share with you first. The second is about some tips that I found. Might be helpful for anyone who want to land a design job in design industry. Those are the tips that I observed from my successful students who got design jobs after a course. And I think those are the tips really helpful if you are in the same situation. And and the third,、uh, the third thing I want to share is just another tip how we can. Manage our time and effort and attention without distraction from this guy, your device, your mobile device. Right. So those are the topics I want to share. Let's jump into the first one. How I think about Figma and Adobe inquiries. So I think it's quite interesting because. When I heard the news that Adobe is going to acquire Figma with twenty billion dollars, that was the morning news that I read from LinkedIn, and I would woke up and feel, "What is that happening? Is that real? Is that not a joke?" And my wife was so surprised that why I was so surprised by this news. It's not something we do. It's it's probably not impact our daily life, right? And I said, no, it's Adobe and Figma, and it definitely impact my daily life because I use it more often than having time with you and my kid. And you know what's the result would be if you answer your wife like that. But yeah, as a joke, this is just a joke. But after a few days, I thought about it, and I think that's actually not that big news at first. Because now I have some more thoughts, some proper time to consider this. So then I write a, a post on LinkedIn to share some of my feelings, my thoughts, and surprisingly, just a few lines. Which got、um, nearly thirty thousand、uh, impressions, and also, yeah, more than one fifty, one fifty interactions, like comments and or likes, and many、uh, many comments. Really interesting. So I wa- I would like to share more about this uh, about this uh, this post. Uh, so what what I feel、uh, from a designer's point of view. So first, I think it's okay 
if they make this the business decision because Figma doesn't own me anything. So this more like a business strategy choice, not the betrayal or breaking commitment.、Uh, it's not like rich guy takes your boyfriend or girlfriend thing. So、uh, it's not personal in a short. So don't be emotional. But I do think that Figma didn't communicate well or do the reading room about how designers feel about Adobe, especially Adobe, right? And that's a that's definitely they can improve. And the second point: now we have best product design tools compared to ten years ago, and you know. People might use Figma to doing some graphic design rather than product design, and、um, and we know that Figma knows that because now we have much more options if we want to choose other tools or other、uh, other apps for doing product design or screen design. So if Figma didn't doesn't do well and Screw designers' trust by doing things like Adobe CC, a Figma CC, or any stupid thing that Adobe already done before. Adobe,、uh, like Figma, do something similar. Yeah, people will just leave Figma without coming back, and that's we know that. And I think those smart guys in Figma, they all,、uh, they also knows that. So. That's that's another point, and the third point is the world seems potential with the market. So, yeah, this is just about the result, like twenty billion dollars. That's just in a few years. That's amazing, and I think it's an ex- excellent incentive for entrepreneurs who want to create something awesome, and also show that how. Big this market is, how much potential it has, and、uh, which would be a drive for many new entrepreneurs. And we might have better tools considering this. So, which is a really good way to do that. And AI aided design probably not a far away. So, yeah, I'm keen to see what will go on、uh, in the next few years. And the fourth point: a good product design shouldn't spend. More than thirty percent of their time in Figma, and spend more time on communication, presentation, sketches, and more generally, more importantly, thinking. So, as long as Figma hasn't been involved as part of my design thinking process, it's okay. So, this is more like a re-、uh, reflection rather than suggestion. And I also got a feedback from a designer below said、uh, that. Yeah, uh, people um, using Figma for different use cases, so it plays a much bigger role in their operations.、Uh, so it's not only for product designer. That's a really good point,、um, and it was said by Eddie Zurita,、uh, a UX specialist from Two Degrees, New Zealand. Awesome, Eddie.、Uh, I. Totally agree that, and this,、uh, as mentioned, this is more like a self-reflection. So, as a product designer myself, I think I should not spend so much, t- so much time in Figma,、uh, 
because uh, that's just a small scope of the whole picture. And I want to spend more time on thinking and my strategy and other things. So yeah, that's another point as a fourth point. The fifth point, I started my design career with Flash 15 years ago, and now it was gone when Adobe owns it. Uh, it burns me. So that's why I don't like Adobe. I One of the reasons I don't like Adobe, but it's probably hard to say that uh, is Adobe's fault because, you know, uh, time flow, uh, flies and uh, product involves and people just leave old product for new one. So nothing to complain. And what is a good re reminder for me that why I feel negative about Adobe? Because many things, there are so many things they're doing wrong, like Acrobat Reader, what an awful experience of reading PDF with that file. And sometimes even when you open a PDF file with a Acrobat Reader, it will change the format and then for some security reason, you cannot open it again, which is an awful experience. And don't get me started on latest Photoshop or Illustrator or other great tool that they ruined. And most of the time I'm using Illustrator is just to open the file. People just sent uh, an illustration file for me to me. And I just open it, copy the document, open Figma, paste it there, done. And then I just dismiss illustration, Illustrator. So this is how I use it. And uh, also a lot, a lot of things that Adobe didn't do well. And I, I really don't like it from a, design pro, a designer's point of view. So that's, that's just another, another bad reminder. And the final reminder for myself, I should not be disturbed by a tool's business decision. People are much more important than that. Because I think I regard myself as a realist realist so as a realistic person and i don't want to spend much more attention and my energy that's valuable on things i cannot control like another company's business decision this is out of my control yes i need to shout out for what i don't like and what i like and so that make sure that i expressed and make sure that people might hear my opinion but then i need to move on and focus on things that matter to me rather than things matter to other people so those uh, so the last point is actually just a self-reminder and after that i start to think about this thing even i don't like it i don't like adobe and i really don't want to see figma was ruined uh, will be ruined by adobe's business strategy and I think the best way that these two companies can work together is like a Netflix business model. Like for Netflix and other movie directors, Netflix just invest, give you the money, and then you do your thing, right? Okay, I don't want to be uh, mess your decision. You just do your thing, and if you need money, great, take my money. And I really hope that the business model between Adobe and Figma would do something similar like that. And Adobe just give them the resource, 
Figma need to provide the resource, the money, all the things, and keep Figma keep Figma doing things they are doing awesome. That will be best. But who knows? You know,、uh, that's the ideal situation. And keen to see it will happen like that. Right. That's my two cents on Figma, Adobe, in Crowers, and hope that makes sense for you. Right. Let's move on to. The next topic I want to share, which is another、uh, article that I wrote a few weeks ago, and I want to talk about this topic as well because I think it could be really valuable. Eight things those successful job-landed UX students have from a design mentor's observation. Yes, this topic、uh, is about what I've learned from some students. Who I helped for a few years, and all of them successfully landed a design job. Some of them are really、uh, got some great title from some large companies. Some people got some、uh, beginners job from small companies, but they all successfully landed their first job and transitioned from a previous role, which is I think is is awesome. So. Uh, I observed some of their, some of their、um, patterns are the same. So that's what I want to share from this article. I will share the link、uh, in this in this description of this、uh, video below. But yeah, now let's just walk through them.、Uh, so yeah, a few weeks ago, a few months ago, I received a message that showed me that another another student. Find a job, got the job offer. So, in the last one or two years, I helped more than ten designers, design student to land their job, and I, I observed some similar patterns. So here are eight of them. First, they knew and use their unfair advantages. So this is. The biggest part that for anyone who's learning design, you might already have some great comp- competencies from your previous job or from what you already got. And your job as a designer, the first job as a designer, even when you just started learning, is to find a connection between your previous experience. To the dream job and find something you can use, and that's what I mean. Unfair advantages. For example, I'm a Chinese native speaker, so Chinese is my native language. And if I want to get a design job opportunity, speaking Chinese could be my unfair advantage if I <clears throat> want to compete with other people. Who who want to get the same job in Chinese market, right? <clears throat> so this is about to find those、uh, unfair advantages. So for example, a mentee that I'm helped is good at focus on consuming lots of information in a short time. So she got a research job. Another mentee used her sales skills. So before、uh, learning design, she was a salesperson. And then she used 
her sales skills to uh, to negotiate and get a designer's contract and then get a full-time job. So which I think is really awesome. So find those connections. If you are a teacher, you're probably good at leading people. If you are a salesperson, you're probably good at per persuade people. And if you are, uh, for example, an architect, architect, you're probably good at strategy thinking. So find those connections and find those uh, things that you are really good at and take advantage of it. Second, they all have working experience. So this could be a harsh truth for UX roles. If you just graduated from any school, it's probably hard to find your first job. And uh, especially UX job, because UX is about uh, solving complex problems with a team and people is you know, people with previous working experience are more likely to be hired. What about if you're just graduated and don't don't have any working experience? I would suggest to get some experience at first. Get an internship, volunteering on things, or do some side project. So yeah, anything. Just try to get some real-world experience as soon as possible and if you can do that before looking for a job that will be a really solid step between your current stage and your dream job stage the third findings is they all failed a few times so this is not a secret right so you cannot get a job once you submit only one application right it cannot happen you might fail a lot of times and um, and I have to say that some of them some of th those students who actually just started as a first at first as a freelancer or as a contractor and then started to find uh, a better job later so that one opportunity can guide you to another one so yeah be sure you're ready for some falling, for some uh, rejection, but that will happen and you're going to get used to it and it's good for you for the long term. Yeah, personally, I also got a lot of rejections when I started to, uh, to, to be a UX designer at first. Right, the fourth tips, they all good at communication it's not about extrovert or introvert because and it's not even about native speakers or non-native speakers so communication is a really essential for designers actually for any types of professionals this is uh, really one of the fundamentals that you want to you want to really good at. Uh, I would suggest to find some different ways for your communication. You can improve things like listening, speaking, right? If you're not a native speaker like myself, you can learn and, and get used to and improve it for sure. But also you can try to find some ways that you are good at uh, and try to take the advantage at it. For example, uh, if you're good at drawing, if you're a visual person, great. You probably can 
do some sketches or use photos to describe what you feel and deliver the message. If you're good at、uh, telling stories, great, that will be awesome. You could be a storyteller. And if you're good at、um, facilitate、uh, workshop or discussions with other people, yeah, use that for communication. So really own this part, like take the ownership of your communication and really improve it. And yeah, the the fifth point, they all have a mentor. And as a reminder, mentor is not a teacher. So this is especially important for junior designer because you don't know what you don't know, and you don't know if you're doing things right or wrong. And it would be really good to get a mentor to help you. And now you can find mentors using social media. And thanks for COVID, now people get used to be reached out or to reach out people.、Uh, if you haven't got a chance to meet them in person, that's okay. So yeah, I would suggest to find a local or、uh, a mentor and check with her or him regularly about your progress. So it's more like a coach, right? So try to find that person. And number six, they learn design by doing it. So all those people that、uh, who successfully landed job, they are doing things by. Learning things by doing it, and yeah, that's what I feel is really common. And also, after you complete a project, you will have some learnings, and it will be a good story to share. So make sure you spend some time to practice things, not only to learn the theory, but more importantly, really build things, really try to do something, and use it as an example to share your design process. Design progress, right? Okay. Number seven, they didn't complain, right? So、uh, those are the students I find really interesting because, yeah, a lot of things happened during their journey, and to be honest, it's really a long journey from the the moment you started to to learn design and the moment you got an offer. It's not a short journey. It could be months or even with a few years, and there are definitely ups and downs. But I don't see those people who success that last. They complain, or they just say, "Oh, they find excuses." So I didn't. I they didn't complain. They just find, "Oh, this is something I didn't do well. I'll try to improve it." Now I'm frustrated that I didn't well. I didn't do well, but nothing to be complained because I'm taking the ownership of the, all the whole, whole, the whole journey, and I'm sure I can improve later. So those are the mindsets that they have, and I'm really happy to see this is the right attitude, and highly recommend. All right. So the last point, they deal with constraints well. So this part is as a realistic situation. Everyone will have limited、uh, limitation and constraints. For example, if you are learning design on your free time, you probably don't have too much time on learning as a full-time student, right? And if you like myself, at the beginning you are not a native speaker, 
you probably struggled on understanding the the knowledge from another language, right? So those are the things, and you probably take slow step to learn things. So those are the things as your constraint, and try to design a way to deal with those constraints. And even better if you can find a good way. To turn those constraints into opportunities, that could be better.、Um, I think I can take myself as an example because at the beginning, when I started to learn UX, and I take much slower、um, progress because language is hard. Right. I think I lost my.、Uh, Video. Let me rewild it again, and to see if it works. Okay, it works. Cool. Now I'm back. It happened again.、Uh, it happened before. So yeah. Right. And let's get started again. So take myself uh, uh, for example. At first, when I started to learn design in English, it's, it's the progress is much slower than now because. My、uh, reading speed and listening speed is、uh, take more time to to consume those content, and then I started to practice listening with a、uh, with with some intention, and then I started to practice listening with faster speed, and now I can easily listening any non-fictional content in 1.5 speed. So that it can help me to consume more knowledge than I used to be, and this is more like turning my limitation into an opportunity. But you got my point. So yeah, those are the eight tips. Let's read it one more time as a wrap up. Those students, those successful job lenders, they knew to use their unfair advantage. They all have working experience. They all failed a few times. They all good at communication, and they all have a mentor, and they learn design by doing it. And they didn't complain, and they deal with constraints well. So I hope that helpful. And if it's can inspire you on doing something good, do let me know. I'm I'm keen to 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 know your progress. But yeah, that's the second. Second thing I want to share with you today, the eight tips for、uh, successful job lenders. Right. Okay. So now the final point I want to share is digital hygiene. This sounds like a really interesting topic, but today I just want to share one small tip, one practical tip. That can、uh, improve your productivity. So for us as designer, we are knowledge workers, and if you're a developer or any types of knowledge worker,、uh, getting to the flow mode is really important. Which means that you can really focus on the things you're doing and make some progress without any distraction. But there are so many distractions around us, and this guy. Is the biggest distraction source, right? Our smartphone, and、um, I think the modern smartphones is a really genius design 
but it's also、um, designed to attract your attention with different、uh, with different ways in many ways. For example,、um, sounds, notifications, red dots, and、uh, vibration—you name it. There are so many ways can 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 distract you, can raise your attention, and it's basically inevitable to avoid because they are designed to attack. They are target our primitive behavior. Like a human being, and you cannot run away from it. So I think、um, there are also some study. Like now, I I see a video,、um, a re- report、um, here. This is a study. This is a post from the Atlantic、uh, website. It shows that a, se- a three-second interruption disables your odds of missing up. Which means that if you only take three seconds, like three three seconds, to check your email, bang, you probably distracted, and、uh, it's really hard to pick the things up again. So because of that, I think、um, if you want to deal with it while you're working, you will need to eliminate. Those distractions from your smartphone, and、uh, so that you can really focus on the things you want to work. You you're creating value with your time. So this is what we want to do because this guy is the major distraction source、uh, in your workplace. But how? How to eliminate all the distractions? The simple way: just hide it, right? Just Put it in another room, or lock it in your car or somewhere that you are not easy to get. Maybe put it in another floor or other places. Because、um, you might think, oh, probably don't need. I just hide it. But study also shows that if you put your smartphone like、uh, upside down on the table, it still draws your attention. You still, if you can see it, you still distract.、Uh, you still, you are still distracted from this device. So the best way would be just remove it from your eyesight. And what I do, I normally will block one or two hours per day as my focus time. And during that time, I will I will focus on the work, normally a design work or a thinking progress or or a thinking pro a project about thinking. Or sometimes just try to document things, and in that step, in in that focus time period, I don't want to be interrupted. So I will put my phone away in another room during that focus time. But sometimes it's not that easy because if you if your work requires to check your mobile frequently, for example, if you're a mobile designer, if you're a mobile app designer, or if you're a social media marketer, how about that? And I would suggest to go to another way, another handy tip to reduce your、uh, the intense level of those distraction. So one tip is to switch your phone to grayscale at work, and this is what I do. That 
show let me show you and here's what my phone looks like in uh, in uh, like as usual and if I uh, triple click my power button and you can see now it's switching to the uh, the grayscale mode so just black and white and it can easily reduce the distraction for example it's probably not easy to see the red dots on the top of the apps right and if I triple uh, click the, the power button it will come back into a color mode and you can easily see the red dots on those apps and how to do that here's a, a interesting uh, point uh, this is a funny tip so just select tap uh, settings on your on your device on your iPhone I don't know how to do that on Android sorry Android folks but uh, you probably will figure it out so for iOS for iPhone uh, trip uh, just uh, settings and then go to the accessibility feature and then you can go to the color filters at um, let me see where is it um, oh shortcuts Well, uh, oh yeah, at the bottom of the menu, uh, accessibility shortcut color filters, and just tap it, and then make sure you select color filters, and then when you triple click the side button, and it will be acti uh, activated, and at the top, if you check. The uh, where is it? Yeah, it's on the same place. Color filter. Yeah, it's on the accessibility <laughs> menu. Uh, or the other way is to uh, right now I find it. Sorry. Yeah, uh, it's saying the accessibility and uh, display and text size and then here you can see color filters now it's off because that's the reason i didn't see it tab it and you will see color filters and if you enable it and there are a few options like red green filter uh green red filter blue yellow filter color tint or grayscale select grayscale as uh, enable selection and then uh, turn it off it will show things as a usual way and turn it on it will show things as a black and white way and then you can use the uh, the side button uh, from uh, from the shortcut to enable it right okay so hope it helps and Remember, as a web app, uh, your smartphone is a great invention, an awesome tool. So use it wisely to improve your productivity. So use it, not be used by it, not the other way around. Right, so this is the, th the third thing, the last thing I want to share on this episode. And I really hope you like it. Um, if you have any comments or thoughts, feel free to share. 
on the comment below or send me an email. You can also sub subscribe my email um, uh, newsletter so that I will share something about design, productivity, or technology regularly with you. And make sure you subscribe my uh, YouTube channel if you like it and my podcast Bear Academy for English speakers and Bear Talk for, for Chinese speakers. Great. And thanks for listening. I'll see you and talk to you in another episode. Bye.